Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Cloud of dust and a hearty Ohio silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger meets Teddy Roosevelt. It was during the summer of 1871 that two young hunters tramping through a thickly wooded section of the Adirondacks came quite suddenly upon another boy about their same age. Hey, Phil, look. What's the matter? Over there by the ridge under that tree. Pipe the kid with the fancy clothes. Yeah, wonder where he came from. Never saw him around here before. Not after squirrels, that's a cinch. Because he ain't packing a rifle. Bet he's a swell from one of them summer hotels near the river. Yeah. Mama's boy in short pants and eyeglasses. Come on, let's have some fun. Hey, kid, what you doing? Oh, hello. You approached so quietly, I didn't What's hear you... your name? See it all, Roosevelt. What's yours? Well, I'm... You're a swell, ain't you? You must be with that fancy get-up and them specs. Swell? I don't understand what you mean. Listen, Theodore. You can answer questions, can't you? I said, what you doing? Collecting specimens. What's that? Oh, observing and assembling various species of plant and animal life. See? 
I keep them in my case and then classify them later. Hmm. You don't live in this neck of the woods, do you? Oh, oh no. I thought so. My home's in New York City. We, I mean, the family and I, are just spending the summer up here. It's extremely interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly like John Burroughs describes in his book. Who's John Burroughs? You know, John Burroughs, the naturalist. Uh, oh. For instance, here's an excellent example that I just picked up. See? You mean that lizard? It's a salamander, one of the lizard family. But its real name is Diomedalus iridescens. And here's a mouse, one of the Hesperomys myoides variety. Most people call them harvesters, He's but I... He's crazy. Crazier than a loon. Sure he is. Listen, fancy pants, me and Bill are hunting squirrels in these woods, and we don't squirrels? want... Squirrels? Oh, yes. I observed several of them. I think they were Sciurus anomaloridea, just a few minutes and before And we don't you... want any four-eyed critter like you hanging around, see? Why, you mean you object to me collecting specimens? Take your lizard and skedaddle. Get out. But you have no right to order me away. This isn't private property. We're making it private. Move along, Theodore, and move fast. Uh, no, I won't do it. No? Here, Bill, hold my rifle. Yeah. Now, Theodore, take off them glasses and put up your mitts. My what? Your dukes, your fist. I'm going to beat the stuffing out of you. Oh, well, I'll remove my glasses. But I have no desire to... Oh, that's it. Right. Hey, give it to him. Now, now, give me your one, too. You know the punch that I'm at, your one, too. that you, Teddy? Oh, you're home early, son. Yes, Mother. Did you have a good day collecting specimens? Well, I don't know whether you'd call it good or not. Theodore! Oh, what in the world happened to you? Your clothes are torn. Your nose is bleeding and I you... only brought back one specimen. Look. Your eye. Oh, it's swollen almost shot and it It won't be I... hard to classify. I think the boys called them shiners. Oh, you've been fighting. Oh, Teddy, I'm I... Not fighting, I... Mother. All I did was supply a landing place for the old one-two. Tell me, who did this horrible thing? Oh, a couple of boys I met in the woods. Don't worry, I'm not seriously hurt. My eye will be all right in a few days. Oh, wait till your father hears of this. Ruffians beating you. He'll see if that If I know father, he'll consider my experience the same way I do. What? What do you mean, son? Well, evidently, all I need to know about the world isn't contained in books. Some of it... Like fighting, for instance, has to be learned another way. But, Teddy, you must remember you're not very strong. I found that out. It's something I intend to correct, no matter how long it takes to do it. Young Roosevelt's resolve was not an idle one. During the next few years, although handicapped by a frail body and poor eyesight, he persisted in a rigorous course of physical training. Regular outdoor hikes were followed by long hours of boxing instruction, with the result that when Theodore Roosevelt entered Harvard University in 1876, his goal of physical fitness was an accomplished fact. He proved it in a collegiate boxing match.
Eddie, you did it. Congratulations, old boy. Thanks. It was a bully fight. Just bully. Amazing. Imagine you were lightweight. You can't be over 135, beating a chap as heavy as he is. Weight alone isn't important. It's how you use it. You say that last punch, when you fainted with your left, then crossed it with a hard right-hand blow. Where did you learn that one? A long time ago, when I was collecting specimens in the Adirondacks. It's called the old one-two. The old one-two. Amazing. Imagine finding something like that in the Adirondack Mountains. studies weren't neglected in the pursuit of health. Roosevelt graduated from Harvard with high honors, and five years later found him the youngest member of the New York State Legislature. Tragedy came with the death of his wife. It was then that his thoughts turned toward America's western frontier. Meanwhile, in the small western town of Medora on the banks of the upper Missouri, a tall, hard-bitten man entered the Bridal Bit Saloon. Name it, stranger. What you drinking? Nothing. I'm looking for somebody. Jim named Galt. Galt? Uh, you mean Pete Galt? Segundo on the Elkhorn spread? Well, maybe I do. You know him? Saw Pete in the back room just a few minutes ago. I'll go and... Never mind. I'll find him. Uh, Pete. Chip Snyder. About time you showed up. I've been cooling my heels all afternoon waiting for you. Well, me and the boys just rode in from Wichita. It's quite a piece from here. I didn't get your letter last week. How many men did you bring with you? Five. Not that enough? It ought to be, unless something goes wrong. Yeah, what's the play, Pete? You didn't send for me and five gun slicks just to help you rustle a few cow critters off the Elkhorn. Not a few. We're going to grab every white face and longhorn that carries an Elkhorn brand. Yeah? And what's Joe Ferris, your boss, going to be doing while we're moving his stock? Joe will never know it. Go on, I'm listening. I had it all planned out when I wrote to you. It would have been easy. Now something's come up and I'll have to change the plan. But it'll still work. What do you mean? Ferris has sold half interest in the ranch to a gent back east. What difference does that make? None, but we got to work fast. This dude from the east gets in town tonight. We'll meet him. I don't get it. Well, I'll explain it all later. Right now, I want you to send two of your boys out to the ranch. Joe Ferris is there alone. The cowpokes are all out on the range. Tell him to tie Ferris up and take him to the hideout cabin at Chimney Butte. All right, but I still don't savvy this thing. Well, all you need to know is this. When a steam train pulls into town tonight, a fellow named Roosevelt is going to be on it. He's never seen his new partner, so as far as he knows, I'm Joe Ferris. Yeah, but what good will that do? Everybody here in Medora knows you. Sure, but Roosevelt's an Easterner, and all those Jaspers are alike. They scare mighty easy. So all we have to do is make this gent's reception a hot one, and he'll head back where he came from. Leaving us plenty of time to rustle Elkhorn's stock, eh? <laughs> Now you're getting smart. Now hurry up. Send a couple of your boys out to the ranch and get Ferris out of the way. All right. Say, your trail's pretty hot down south. Nobody followed you up here, did they? Listen, the hombre ain't living that can trail me. Well, I hope not. Get a move on now. I'll wait here till you get back. 
Jeff Snyder's belief that he couldn't be trailed wasn't shared by a grave-faced Indian who watched him leave the Bridalbit Cafe. A short time later, Tonto told the Lone Ranger what he had seen. You followed Jeff Snyder, Tonto? Uh, him go to Bridalbit Cafe. They talk in back room long time. Me not hear him. I wish we knew if... Did he leave there? Uh, him right to Corral, in the street. Five cowboy there. Him send two way, plenty fast. He and those gun hands are up to something. Uh, We've trailed them all the way from Kansas. But this is Dakota Territory. There's no use calling in the laws. We found out why they came up here. And what we do, Kemosabe? We'll break camp here and move in closer to town. No matter what move they make, we'll be right behind them. It was almost midnight when a small group of men waiting in front of the Medora railway station heard the whistle of an approaching train. There it comes. Now remember, let me do most of the talking. Hey, what's the idea of having those spooky Bronx hitched to that buckboard? So this Roosevelt dude can drive out to the ranch. Drive out? I thought you were going to scare him off. <laughs> the gun-shy Bronx will do that. Give one of the critters a few cuts with a whip just before this gent grabs the rain. Sure. And then all of you break loose with enough gunfire to make them lay back their ears and run. <laughs> you savvy? <laughs> I've got a hunch there'll be an eastern dude who'll change his mind real sudden about living in the West. <laughs> <laughs> They're expecting to meet someone on this train, Toto. Uh, I wish I knew who that man is with Jip Snyder. It's dark enough for us to move closer. Keep your gun handy, Toto. Uh, Come on. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Maybe kindness is what them spooky critters need. You want to drive them? Certainly. Give me those reins. On up, boys. We'll trail the buckboard. Which road leads to the ranch? Uh, straight ahead. Get up. All right, boys. Let's ride. Wait. You're fighting the horses. Just treat them with kindness. Get them. Tonto, but those cow punches are deliberately causing a runaway. Steady, Silver. <laughs> and no one's trying to stop it. Come on, Silver. Here up, stop. Theodore Roosevelt was no novice in handling horses, but it took all of his skill and strength to keep a wildly racing team from overturning the buckboard. In the excitement of the runaway, it was several minutes before he realized that the mounted cowboys were far behind him. 
He exerted all of his strength, trying to slacken the speed of his frightened horses. Suddenly, he was aware of a man riding a large white stallion and urging his mount toward the grinning buckboard. Then he heard drumming hoofbeats coming on the other side of the wagon. Come on! Wait! Don't try that! You'll be killed! Jump to the bridle, Toto! The only way we'll stop them! Steady. Steady, Silver. It's all over now, big fella. That was the most daring and courageous stunt I've ever seen. I'm indebted to both of you for... Why, you're wearing a mask. It was the gunfire and yelling that frightened the horses. But you did a fine job of holding them on the trail. Uh, you hold them plenty good. And and an Indian. You men weren't with those who met me at the railway station. No, they're still behind you. Are they uh, friends of yours? One of them is Joe Ferris. He and I are partners in the Elkhorn Ranch. I just bought in. I see. And is this your first trip west? It is. I'll confess I'm a little puzzled. I've heard of masked outlaws in this country, but I didn't expect to meet one so soon. Tonto and I aren't outlaws. Do you uh, mind telling me your name? Certainly not. Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. And you, sir, are... My name isn't important. Here, Silver, Scarf. The name of one of those cowboys who met you at the station is important. Uh, what do you mean? Any big fella? He's wanted by several sheriffs in Texas and Kansas. You must be mistaken. I'm sure Joe Ferris wouldn't have anyone working for him who was an How out- long uh, have you known Ferris? We've corresponded for over a year. I've checked his credentials thoroughly. Oh, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Here they come. Uh, Tonto and I'll be moving along. Oh, wait. At least you'll allow me to express my thanks. I'm sure you could have handled those horses by yourself. I hope you're equally as smart in your dealings with men. If you'll tell me what you are... I wish you luck at the Elkhorn, Mr. Roosevelt. Tonto and I may see you again. You mean... We won't be far away. Come on, Silver. Get him up. I've been in the West less than an hour. I meet a masked man and an Indian. An outlaw who doesn't talk nor act like an outlaw. I wonder... Are you all right, Mr. Roosevelt? Bully, just bully. You, you mean you're not hurt? Not in the least. Uh, maybe one of the boys had better drive that team for you. <laughs> sure, sir, they lit out that way. We'll drive back to town. You can rest in the hotel. Nonsense. There. I'm going to drive this buckboard out to the ranch. Well, well don't you think that it... But I mean, it's downright dangerous. The road gets worse from here on. Don't you want me to go to the ranch, Joe? Oh, sure, sure, but I... Say, how'd you ever stop them critters anyway? I had a little help from a man who rides a white stallion. White stallion? Well, me and the boys were doing our best to catch him. We didn't see any critter like that. Perhaps I just imagined it. But I'm going to take the gentleman's advice. Oh, I can't figure what you mean. Never mind. Let's proceed. What? I mean, hasten forward, quickly. Hasten? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Sweat leather, boy! Get up! Get up! Get up! following morning at the Elkhorn Ranch, Pete Galt hurried to the corral where Jip Snyder and his men were saddling their horses. Yeah, Jip, 
Line up at Chimney Butte as quick as you can. Yeah? What's the idea? Drive off the stuff that got corralled up there and forget about the rest. You mean this Roosevelt gents got you worried? Yeah, he asked too many questions. It didn't scare very easy, did he? Yeah, I can't figure him. He looks like a dude. He still thinks you're Joe Ferris, don't he? Oh, sure. There's no way he can find out any different. We gotta move fast. Yeah, watch out. Here he comes. Morning. Yeah. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, okay. Morning, Mr. Roosevelt. Morning, sir. Didn't you say something last night about showing me the ranch, Ferris? Uh, yes. I, I mean. There's uh, no time like the present. I want to see everything grazing range, cattle, and that Chimney Butte section you told me about in your letter. Chimney Butte? Why, yes. Isn't that the name of a peculiar rock formation on our land just west of here? I, uh. Oh, yeah, come to think of it, I guess it is. Uh, this would be a bad day to ride to the Butte, Mr. Roosevelt. Bad? What do you mean? Well, well let's say... Uh, storm's liable to blow up. Always floods the canyon over that way. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, storm... That's strange. Would... I remember distinctly your description of how it never rained on that plateau. Oh, well, I, I, I must have made a mistake or something. Joe, do you mind stepping into the house with me for just a moment? Anything special? I want you to sign some extra copies of our partnership agreement. Sign my name? If you have no objection... Well, no, no. Then let's do it. Come on. Yep, you'd better. What's that? All right, sir. Even a dude caves in when you lay a gun barrel alongside his head. What'll we do with him? Into the house, tie him up. Then we'll line out for Chimney Butte. Got to get that herd of cattle on the trail to Texas before sundown. Less than an hour later, when the Lone Ranger and Tonto reined their horses to a halt near the Elkhorn Ranch House. Oh, 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 oh. Steady, big fellow, easy. Steady now. The place looks deserted, Tonto. Evidently, Snyder and the other fellow had just left here when we sighted them on the trail. Ah, we trail them? As soon as we see whether Roosevelt's here. Come on. Apparently, there's no one. Wait. We look in the next room. Okay, Masabi. Fellow tied up. Lay on floor. Roosevelt, help me with these ropes and this uh, gag. There's the gag. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, what happened? Joe Ferris. Although I'm convinced he's not Ferris. And the other chap, Jip uh, something or other. Jip Snyder. I wanted to ride to Chimney Butte. The man who calls himself Ferris objected. Then they hit me on the head. Chimney Butte. That's where they were heading, Toto. Ah. I don't know what we'll find out there, but it must be the answer to all of this. Come on, Toto. Wait. I'm going with you. Are you sure you feel well enough to ride? I've never avoided a fight in my life. Let's go. So this is Chimney Butte. And look at the cattle. It's a natural corral, hollowed out of sandstone. There's only one reason to round up cattle here. What do you mean? This is the edge of your range, Mr. Roosevelt. The trail on the other side leads directly south. You mean all of this stock belongs to the Elkhorn? Yes, I'm sure of it. If my guess is right, it will be moved out of here by sundown. You see cabin on Sandy Hill? Me think that you're right, and they see us, Teddy. Come on, go through the brush and come up on their blind side. Uh, Roosevelt, if you want to wait here, you can. Not on your life. This is bully. Then come on, follow me. Uh, 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 uh
a few minutes elapsed before the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Theodore Roosevelt approached the outlaw's hideout cabin. There was a quick exchange of gunfire. Schneider and their outlaw cowboys soon realized they are up against deadly marksmen. Put on your guns. We have to fire again. You won't be able to yell. Keep them covered, Toto. Mr. Roosevelt, now see what's inside that cabin. Ah. Well, look. There must be 15 men in here, bound and gagged. They're probably Elkhorn Ranch hands. Now, wait. I'll untie this man. The gag out of his mouth. There. You're right. I'm Joe Ferris and the rest of you. Then the other fellow is an imposter. He's Pete Galdar, Segundo, and the crook of the sidewinder that ever took... got them all outside under his gun sights. Now, you and Mr. Roosevelt help him handle them. I'll send the sheriff out here. Adios. Uh, wait, just a moment. I... Uh... He's gone. He got here just in time, partner. A few more hours, and these rustlers would have had all our cattle on the way to Texas. It wasn't I, Ferris. We owe everything to that gentleman who wears the mask. It's funny that you, an Easterner, would know an outlaw. He's not an outlaw, Ferris. He's the Lone Ranger. I'll sell The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.